An Instagram post gets an unexpected boost. A TikTok catches in the algorithm. Sometimes that's all it takes to launch someone into internet fame. But then what? This Blew Up is a new podcast documentary that reveals how social media stardom is made, from the glow-ups to the online drama to all those viral content houses. I'll show you how it all adds up to a new kind of fame. From the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznik. You can listen to This Blew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a very delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. taxes and bananas podcast now this season has been an absolute roller coaster so far all right um i mean i've got to say of all the formats that i have seen in the past Mm -hmm. uh ride or dies has been one of the most convoluted complex and just all around confusing (laughs) I was looking for a third C and I found it uh, formats that we've had. Um, so I decided, I mean, I got to, I got to bring someone on who has kind of been there. Who's been through it all. Um, this season has been an abs. You want to talk about a roller coaster. This has been like, uh, this one's been just about as crazy as it can get for her. My next guest on this pod on the death taxes and bananas podcast is a three time challenge finalist. You've seen her on past episodes of a show called Are You the One? One of the few from Are You the One that I have actually wrapped my arms around and accepted into the family. One of the few shining spots from that franchise. And uh, yeah, and now on the Death Tax and Bananas podcast for her second time, you can also catch her Mm -hmm. on the official MTV Challenge podcast. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Tori Deal. Welcome to the podcast, Tori. Honestly, I'm just happy that you didn't call me Tor Bag. I was for sure, I was like, he's a thousand percent gonna announce me as Tor Bag. So what I was actually gonna say, and I was gonna I was gonna say this season you were trying to secure the bag, which makes you a tour bag. Yeah, but um that's true. Tori, I listen, I I wanted to I wanted to warm you up to the insults. Okay. Thank we you. couldn't start off. Couldn't start off from I I, I had to compliment you a few times. Yeah. Then we can get into the insulting. Are there band. a lot of insults coming my way? There could be. <laughs> oh, fuck. You know, actually, I don't know. I think I think after what you've gone through this season, which yeah. is what we're going to get into, mm. and episode four, the way that like your life and your challenge life and your real life was just completely turned upside down. Yeah. Of all the times that you've spent in the elimination zone, mm-hmm. you've been there a few times. Yeah. Was Jordan walking in? Was that probably like the most 
just was that just like the biggest emotional mind fuck that you've ever been on inside the arena? Aside from when Jordan proposed to me in the arena. Oh my God. Think about that. That's true. Isn't that crazy? You've had some ups and downs. In that fucking arena. I'm, I'm scarred from eliminations. <laughs> from now on, you know what? Eliminations, probably as far as like emotions go, yeah, I don't right. think anybody <laughs> yeah. has dealt with the, the the gambit of 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 emotions that you've experienced. Usually it's oh. just usually it's just the thrill of of you know victory or you know the 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 pain of a loss. Right. You've had to deal with like the thrill of a proposal and and the defeat of like seeing your ex again for the first time in a year and a half after yeah. not breaking up, which was like the most insane thing I think I've ever experienced. Like you said on a challenge season. So I had Jordan on obviously last week, and yeah. we kind of got his perspective on things. Oh, well, I didn't listen. So please spill the beans. Well, what he said was that he had about five days to prepare when he found out that you were there. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Mexico. He got the call. And then he said that he walked in and, you know, it was like he didn't know kind of how, how how to react to it. And I told him, I'm like, dude, of all the things that I've gone through on the challenge, I can honestly say showing up and having one of my exes be in the house and having to like deal with all of the just stuff that you deal with in a relationship right, and having yeah. to deal with it for the first time on TV. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Yeah, and it didn't make it any better because obviously, like, the producers know what they're doing. They brought Jordan in. Fessy's also on this season. Yeah. You, you know that, like, you, that storyline all comes into play. The past is, air, like, I air it out myself. You're talking about, you're, no, you're, he's not Fessy. You're talking about Fassel, the decision maker. The decision maker, yeah. Well, as, <laughs> as you referred to him, the walking living mistake. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry, Fess, my bad. But like, it's just true. Like, you know, I carry, I I can't undo that. And I wish I couldn't, can undo that. Yeah, yeah. Him. You can't, so he's not like a light bulb. You can't unscrew him. I would like to unscrew him. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. I would really, really wish I could. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, uh, so, all right. So, and again, to break, because uh, Jordan also said that you guys had kind of already broken up before the whole Fessy thing. Yeah. But he also said that you were kind of like reeling like emotionally and you didn't really know where to put your emotions or how to deal with them. Yeah. And that was just kind of like, it's almost like after you've experienced something, it's like going on a bender. A thousand percent. I went on a bender in every which way. That's Mm -hmm. just the only part of the bender that's like publicized. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like in every which way, I mean, I left... LA, I moved back in with my mom, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to do at 28 years old. Well, I haven't, I still live with my mom. So oh, okay. is that a weird thing to do at 40? <laughs> I never left. Shout out, mom. <laughs> but like, I, I love my mom. You know, it was nice to spend time with her. It was beautiful. But like, dude, I had to like pick myself up. I was, I was scraps of a human. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, it took me a lot to get to the place I was. And thank God. I mean, you start to see the emotional journey. We talk, I talk about it in earlier episodes of going on antidepressants and like mm-hmm. talking to somebody and becoming a little bit more healthy and like just trying to be a better person. But like Jordan breaking up with me and then the fessy decision and then that becoming public was my demise. It was true rock bottom. If that's your, listen, if that's your rock bottom, I, I think you're going to be okay. Thank you. You're not fair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Jesus Christ. That's rock bottom. <laughs> If that's oh, like the litmus test, okay? Yeah, that right. would be rock bottom. Yeah. You'd be, you know, you're you're still afloat. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie, as soon as you walked in, the first thing I did was look over at you just to see like what your expression was gonna be. Did you know he was gonna be there? I had no idea. Okay. 
but uh, there's obviously whispers and there was rumors about. Oh, so you heard whispers. You you heard I whispers. I swear to God on my life. I swear to not God. Not one whisper. Not one. Not one. So whoever heard. I was all kind of actually behind it. Sorry. Shut the fuck up. It was actually my idea. Oh, was it? I was in on it. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I was in on it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. You know, that <laughs> snaky snake, as certain people's moms call me. <laughs> Dude, when she said that, I died. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I was shocked for you. Yeah. And again, as just like uh, somebody who likes to seek pleasure in other people's misery, I was kind of looking forward to seeing like what the outcome of yeah. this was going to be and how the two of you were going to handle it. And I have to say, Tori, like up to this point, and even then, like you handled it with so much more grace and humility than I think most people would have, like both you guys. Like, I don't know if there's a way to be a professional, a consummate <laughs> professional on reality TV, but you guys somehow managed to Aww. be like professionals. It was a little yeah. awkward at first when he walked in. Like, yeah. I remember the first time Obviously, he hops on stage and then we walk back in the house and like I couldn't, I streamlined Tim, streamlined. Yeah. Like I, I probably look like a cracked out, too much, too much coffee on the bus uh -huh. before elimination person. Like I walked up and I was like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. And he was like, he was like looking around like, um, good. Hi, well, so I brought you here. Like, what are you doing? Like, where have you been? What have you been doing the last year and a half? Like was streamlined. This didn't even make the episode. Was streamlining of the questions until I realized I was like, he doesn't want to talk to me right now. Like, yeah. I'm just like, I completely threw myself at him. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, yeah. Like, so if you ever need anything, just know I got your back. He was like, yeah. And I played me and I was like, wow. Like, I handled that so poorly. And then that's when you see that that scene of us, like, finally talking again at the bar. I, like, definitely needed, like, eight drinks in my system to be able to, like, get but, to him. But, I mean, it didn't come across that way. And I have to say that, like you guys seem, I mean, you could see that there are still like so many emotions there. It's, and, and again, it seemed like more on your behalf. It seemed like there was a lot more unresolved yeah. emotions and things on your plate that you kind of hadn't worked through. Yeah. That it almost seemed like he kind of had up to that point. Do you feel like when, when you guys broke up, did you feel like he was already kind of like checked out like prior to that? Yeah. And you were kind of the one that was a little bit more yeah, I definitely, sided. I definitely think that's what it was. Did he throw you into an elimin? It was like being, was it like being thrown into elimination he without? Me, yeah, he plotted against you. And you <laughs> he backstabbed it. me. Wow. No, it felt like that. No, it did. It really did. And I mean, I think that's why it took me so much longer to process. And even when we were broken up before the whole fessy thing happened, like he still wasn't giving me the emotional closure that I needed, which mm -hmm. obviously he wasn't ready to give me. I can like hindsight see it all. But like, yeah, that's why I just did the fessy thing because I was just kind of like, fuck it. Like, yeah. I like finger up. I was like, all yeah. right, fine. You're not going to like work with me through this. You're not going to like try to figure it out. Then fuck you. Do you think that Are You The One and the format of Are You The One oh, God. kind of prepared you for this like ability to <laughs> almost like kind of like <laughs> disconnect? Isn't that what you do? Yeah. I was still like, because that's the thing. Were you worried again, like coming into the challenge house? This would be my biggest concern. Yeah. Okay. And this is why I always said, Are You The One is such a fucking diabolical format. Yeah. It's like, you're going to go in there. You're going to establish feelings for someone. You're going to go into the, what is it called? The truth booth. Truth booth. <laughs> and if you're not a perfect match, which we don't, God only knows what therapist decided that you were. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> right. They got their, like, they, who got their certificate on, you know, yeah. therapist.com. But it's like, <laughs> if, if, if they say you're not a perfect match, then you have to take this person that you might have established connection and feelings with and then go and like, like you know, yeah. you, then, then you're going to canoodle with somebody else. So. Is that almost like what it was like coming to the challenge house where you're like, okay, I still have feelings for this person, but 
we're not together anymore. And if he goes off and does something or if I go off and do something, like right. it kind of, we're going to be like having to watch each other do it. It's going to be super awkward, but I can't really be all that emotionally attached to it. Like yeah. that to me was just like, yeah, that's probably my worst nightmare. Yeah. It wasn't great, but I don't think that I am that way because of Ari the One. I was definitely that way before Ari the oh. One. And that's why they casted me. They just honed your skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ari the One just sharpened your, your, <laughs> yeah. your skills. They knew what they were doing when they put me on. If yeah. you ever look at my old Ari the One interviews and please God, don't, don't. I'm going to. No, please don't. Because literally like in it, I'm like, I just love sex, but I also like to grab my boyfriends and cuddle them. <laughs> and I'm like, I look like I have schizophrenic. Like, I'm not kidding. I'm like, they casted me because I'm a legitimate sex fiend psychopath like that's the way i portrayed myself i mean perfect challenge material. <laughs> that's probably why they cast you for the challenge girl. oh god but and yeah your twerking skills well those those have served me in many arenas in life you taught me how to twerk i wish we could show people right now because it was and i've impressed a lot of people with my new twerking skills. honestly i could see you i could see you doing that and i'd pay for it would you? You put some bills in my panties? I'd subscribe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I'm, I might have to start a, an, an OF then, dude. Yeah, I think people are waiting for that anyway. Yeah. So what do you? What are your? At this point, though, I mean, we can't jump too far ahead. We know we're 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 kind of at this point in the house. This point, you know, w- with your guys's very complicated relationship. Right. Was there any part of you that was thinking that? Oh, maybe there's a chance like this season we could rekindle. Yes. Yeah, I really was. Cause I think that like, I was unsure of where we left off. And I think that, so I texted Jordan like three days before I left for the show Mm -hmm. because Naya from all stars three, Naya and Jordan hook up, right? Mm -hmm. We had Naya on the challenge podcast. Mm -hmm. She didn't know that the episode aired of them hooking up and she didn't know I was the host of the challenge podcast. So she comes on the challenge podcast and she was kind of like, Oh, Tori. And I was like, hi, you know, and it was a little awkward, but yeah. After it was over, it was totally cool. She then calls me and is like, hey, just want to give you like from girl to girl. I hooked up with Jordan, but like, it's really not like that. He's my friend. And then she was like, you know what? But I think you guys belong together. I want to hook you guys back up. So then Naya calls Jordan and then calls me and tries to get us to rekindle again right before I leave for the show. So I basically told Jordan right before I left, like, hey, I'd love to talk to you in person. I'd fly out to LA two days before leaving just to come hang out with you and to talk. Jordan through Naya then basically said, no, don't do that. So I was like, oh my God, I put myself out there. But we did have like a nice few like text exchange. So when he came on the show and he agreed to do that, I was like, oh, maybe this is his way of being like, I'm ready to be in the same arena as you again. I So I almost took it as like, oh, wow, maybe he does want to get back together. Wow. So we're, it was almost like you were Raven and he Johnnyed you. Fuck you. <laughs> I cannot believe that you even compared me to she, that situation. Did you get, she just threw a pen at me, by the way. Did you just get, did you get Johnny? Dude, oh no. Oh no. No. It's a lot of that going, wow, these boys. Ugh. These boys on here. Yeah. I can't, I can't with these guys. Oh, oh, you can't. No, I cannot. Oh, I bet you can't. Well, I was, sec- listen, I was secretly hoping for, for, for a mom and dad kindling, rekindling you? as well. Yeah. Obviously, mm, you, guess. Guys are, you guys are like the modern day Brad and Angelina. Well, I will say you guys have re- like the few moments that we have had so far with you guys have been, in my opinion, like the, the, you know, the realest moments that we had of the, of the challenge thus far. So yeah. kudos to you guys for that. But you did, they did show a clip on the Love Shack night. I think it was episode four when mm. everyone was hopping in bed with everyone. Uh, three, yeah. So three. Yeah. You guys, what was that? You know, I told Jordan. Took your shirt off and everything. Yeah, and I was naked. 
Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I was Where naked. You? I was butt naked under there. Oh my god. I think I was drunk and I was like, come to my bed. <laughs> and he just <laughs> did like, you say it like that? Yeah, for sure. Well, that's why he did. Yeah, for, I think I like yeah, fully, yeah. I fully like and aroused him at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he couldn't resist me. I could I mean I can see why. He couldn't resist my body. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. He fucking comes. I guess he comes in there, but I woke up in the morning next to him. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was like, wow. Like, Was that the only time he come to that night? Wow. Actually, we didn't do anything physically. We just cuddled nude. Aw. <laughs> like, well, that's still, that's still, you know, you know how to get, dude, that's still yeah. something. In the yeah. chat, listen, in the, and, and I've noticed this from experience in the past as well. It's like sometimes like when you're, th when you've been in an environment for that long without like human connection. It's like, yeah. And there's like that familiarity there too. And that's you know? definitely what it was. Like I felt safe with him. It was like interesting. I'm like, I haven't laid next to this person. Mm -hmm. I used to like lay next to every night in so long. It was, it was like very emotional for sure. I, and like you see where it goes. Yeah. It's just so crazy. Like we see the trailer, you know, what's gonna, you know, what's coming. Oh boy. The storm. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I'm not ready to watch the rest of the season. Hurricane Norris. Aww. Um, well, don't worry. You have a hairless cat you could cuddle with now, so. Yeah, thank God. Oh, shout out to me, so. Thanks. All right. Well, we got a, we got an episode to talk about. Yeah. Not that I couldn't sit here and play uh, marriage counselor all night long. <laughs> oh, thanks. You know what I mean? Yeah. But <sighs> we have a, we should now get into this episode that, um, again, I felt like I dodged I, and I didn't realize how big of a bullet until I saw the interrogation. Um, and I always say this going into every season that it's like, oh yeah, I'm public enemy number one. Everyone wants to like take us out. And it didn't feel like that this season until watching this episode. I felt like up to this point, I had remained relatively unscathed. And then hearing that, dude, it was like, everyone's when like, did you end? why are Bonanza Nani not in there? Well, you know how it is. It's like, if they're on, if they're on the chopping block and they've done nothing to them, but somebody in the game has like, why would you not redirect? Yeah. Like you would do the same thing. I probably did do the same thing. Okay. I was like, why aren't <laughs> yeah. Devin and Tori in here? Yeah. <laughs> um, who's happier to see Kim back in the house, Devin or Fessy? Cause we know. Kim or Colleen? Colleen. What did I say? You said Kim. You're get talking them, about Colleen. I get them both confused. They're both like, they're both beautiful, with long blonde hair. One looks like Elvish. Beautiful. Elv yes. Yeah. Yes. They, they would be perfect in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, they would. They really um, <laughs> who, who's happier to see Colleen back in the house? Devin or Fessy? Definitely not Devin. What they don't show is Devin's major blow up on Colleen. <laughs> Devin absolutely despised Colleen. I've never thought he could hate somebody more. And I don't know why they didn't show it because basically what Devin does is he exposes Col uh, Kim. Why do I keep. No, Colleen. No, yeah, Colleen. Oh, God. <laughs> He keeps he he exposes Colleen yeah. as being the mole. Yeah, right. Which I think was pretty important info. Right. Like you you sh you told us that you were on Love Island Germany when in fact you won the mole. Right. So how do we know that you're not moling around here? Right, and especially when it's starting off with a lie. Yeah. And then this whole this, so that whole thing starts just to like backtrack and give people like history is when the whole Turbo situation happens, which they also didn't really air. Yeah. Is that huge blow up between Turbo and Devin? So I'm thinking like MTV, there's two major blow ups. Yeah. That are just uh, just not air. No. Like. Where's all the context here? Where did it, like, yeah, like. They didn't show my argument with Turbo. They didn't show, which, and at this point, Devin and I, we had pretty much, you know, squashed our old beef and we were in the gym and Turbo came over. And when Devin called Turbo a bad wedding date <laughs> yeah. or invite, yeah. it's probably one of the greatest things I'd ever heard. 
Um, but yeah, they, they don't show. So this was actually, and again, credit to Tori here, after Devin and Colleen get into this blowout and Devin basically puts her on blast in front of the entire house for being the mole, mm. uh, yells, screams in her face. She goes upstairs, she cries. We And you and I went up to console her and you're like, you know what you should do? <laughs> Colleen, you should write him an apology note, Yeah, but do a fake apology note in German. Yeah. So, and then we'll give it to him and he'll think it's an apology note, but right. in actuality it's not. Right. Do you remember what it said? It's something like, uh, Devin, I'm sorry that we haven't been seeing eye to eye, but you brush your teeth with dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? It was like- That was your doing though. I'm sorry we don't see eye to eye, but I have one question for you yeah. that I've been confused about. Why do you brush your teeth with dog shit? Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Devin does not. Well, he has the best. He Actually, Devin's hygiene has come a long way. I mean, you said he brushes his teeth longer than anyone you know. But it still hasn't really made that big of a difference. But you know what it is? Oh, he brushes them with like Burt's beeswax or something. <laughs> he, like, he has like homemade hippie toothpaste that he uses. Aww. But he like, when I tell you this man's hygiene, tooth brushing, brushing regimen is longer than anything I've ever heard of. Dude, he, we're not going to take shots at Devin right now. He's the best. and We can't. He's taking way too many shots in the teeth as it is. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> stop. Uh, but anyways, it didn't work on him. No, it didn't. He hated it more. We, she came down, it was all written in German, and then she read it out loud in English. Yeah. And she, he, he's like, this probably says some really dumb shit in it. And we're yeah. like, no, it doesn't, Devin. And we were, we we're going to do this whole thing where we we're going to expose it. And they never showed it. I hope they bring it on the- uh, I know. They, I, I agree. I hope they bring it on the reunion. They're just, they're dropping a lot of balls. That they're missing a lot this season. I just don't understand. Like, there was some really good, there was some good arguments. Yeah. And like, that have been overlooked. Granted, there was some intensity today in today's episode too. I mean, we didn't need seven hours of watching <laughs> uh, Jay and Michelle row in a boat. <laughs> Hold on, but we did need seven hours of Mariah and Fessy Dude, doing it. Yeah, it was like I was watching the fucking notebook. And these two were like out for like a romantic fucking paddle. In 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 their defense, though, these boats were incredibly difficult to yeah. fucking maneuver. Yeah. But they got in our way at one point, and I was like, guys, if you don't move, yeah. there's no way for us to get around you. But for them to get in your way, you were on the first dock. They were That's all the right. way on, on like the fourth, the fourth dock. So yeah. how many docks did you have to cross? A lot of docks. A lot of docks. There was, there was, there was, a, there, was a, there was a lot of, there was a lot of docks that they had. To, yeah, and they got, <laughs> they went clear across the, the wrong direction. Like, dude, and not Fessy trying to stay calm the entire time, and Mariah just picking up the paddles and just pushing backwards. <laughs> she was holding them backwards. Dude. She's like, oh, I use a rower at the gym before. No, you haven't. <laughs> Not like that. Dude. Oh my God, it killed me. It's like, Mariah, I think you're talking about the, the elliptical, because that's the way you hold the elliptical handles, not a, uh, oh my God, not the, not the, uh, not me, the dude. rower. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Um, the one time, I think this was the one day of the entire time we were in that house where it was warm enough to go in the pool. Yes, yes. So the, the pool party uh, was not the only uh, festivities of that episode. We also had the emo party. I don't remember. How did the emo party even come about? 
I'm pretty sure it was because we took my extension. We put it in Devin's hair. Okay. And he started to sing, hello there, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then from then we were like, oh my God, let's throw an emo party. It just so happened to like be Jay's perfect party. Yep. You know, you ever see Jay's Instagram? All he has is TikToks of him singing songs from that era. Yeah. And him and Jack obviously wrote a song together. So obviously it was just the perfect thing for and them. It, you couldn't, and, and honestly, you don't really have to, we didn't really, we didn't have to get out of character because the challenge house is <laughs> such an emo <Yeah>. environment <sighs> to be in anyways. Uh, it just worked. But this was the first time that we really witnessed this, this budding romance between Jack and Jay. Mm -hmm. um, they wanted me to write them a song and they were like, man, we want it to be like, I'm not gonna lie, it was the worst song I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, we clapped for them. But we shouldn't have. We were emo. We we in, in true emo spirit. We hated it. We hated it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was it, it was it was downright awful. <laughs> I'm like, guys, this was like I I I, I could listen to like an, an animal dying, and it would have it would have sounded better. They than They spent like five days on it. I know. And I felt bad because they were like, man, no, we need something like come up with the chord progression that's like more emo. And it's like, dude, I don't play this type of shit, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. This and then this is but this is weird because they show this like. They show this um, juxtaposition of the Jack J friendship, but then this weird Laurel Michelle rivalry. I didn't even know existed. Did you know that they were at odds with each other? This was like news to me. No, but like the previews for next week are making me think why. I'm thinking it has something to do with Fessy. Uh, do you think so? You know what? That is a that is a very interesting theory. And a hypothesis yeah, would not surprise me. Yeah, because like people don't see in the house. Yeah, maybe right now the storyline that's being covered is Laurel and Horacio. Mm -hmm. But like Laurel had moments with Fessy where she would be sitting on the top of the stairs with them for hours talking. Yeah. And she, she was on the stairs. She actually slipped and fell in toilet water sneaking into his room one night. <laughs> oh Remember my that? God, that's right. Remember the toilet water <gasps> night? Oh my God, that's so, right. So here's another little backstory. Uh, Fessy likes to use these like man wipes. Uh, whatever those things are called. He doesn't use toilet paper. He uses like the, the little wipes. Wipes. Yeah. You're not supposed to flush. Yeah. Especially in the house we were in because I don't think the plumbing is all that great. So he, I think he ended up clogging up the plumbing in his room and overflowed <laughs> the toilet. And they were kind of like, they were their room was kind of like set like down lower than the other ones. So yeah. like the, the, the floor flooded with like toilet water. So Laurel goes to sneak in one night for like a, you know, midnight sneaky cuddle sesh. Slips, falls, and eats shit. In, in the <laughs> she had like a big bruise on yeah. her butt, right? No pun intended. Oh my god! <sighs> wow. So okay, that's that's actually an interesting point. So then, who do you think then was who do you think then between the two was the one that was like kind of more resentful towards the other one? Was this like, hey, Michelle was like, stay away from my man, or Laurel was like, yo, you had your chance, now it's my turn, I step don't know. off. I don't know because I don't think I ever saw them talk. I and think why that, weren't you mixed up in this being like, yo, he was mine first. Oh yeah. Let me just, let me just do that. Jordan's back in the house. I think it's a good time to reclaim Vessi. That's on my, that's on my agenda. Yeah. No, I honestly think that Michelle and uh, Laurel just don't clash. Yeah. I don't think they mesh at all. Like, yeah. I mean, don't, I mean, they do clash. I yeah. don't think they mesh, you know? Yeah. They're two totally different people. And I think it's interesting because Fessy will, I mean, Fessy goes for all different types of people. Yeah. He's an equal opportunity employer. He is an equal yeah. opportunity for it. Yeah. I can't even talk. <laughs> he is. I mean, yeah. you you saw just on last episode. You just yeah. saw. I mean, it was like musical beds. The musical. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> musical sheets. And then I thought that the interview of Amber calling 
Michelle Paranoid was kind of rich. Hot <laughs> meat kettle. All right. So we show up to the next challenge. I think there's, they're already, it's, it's funny how they really built this. No, us knowing how it goes down. They really built up this Jack and Jay friendship. Right. Cause it's like, now we're going to burn it to the ground. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Burger King. Yeah. All right. For, for finally giving us some edible food in the house. That was good. That was a nice Usually treat. on seasons. If the foods I'm like, I don't fast food. I don't want fast food. Yeah. Burger King shows up and it's like, they really like saved the day. They did. And they, uh, they had vegan burgers for me. Did they really? Yeah, they did. I mean, TJ showed up just like the hamburger. So <laughs> dude, it was his fucking tie slash <laughs> shirt, shirt color combo. It was his yellow shirt and his red scarf. Yeah. But when I first showed up, I was like, is this a Hogwarts thing? Yeah, Cause he's like doing? the color of Gryffindor. And then like, Burger King. I'm like, oh. I'm like, TJ, who's your who's your stylist? You get dressed in the dark? But then I finally got the puzzle that we had to do on that challenge. It was the Burger King crown. There was King, it took there me was... forever to realize that's what that was. I mean, the music was great. Yeah. It was just, it was an all around, listen, every, I think there was a lot of great elements in the challenge. There was like, you know, the technical aspect. There was, you know, you had to swim. There was endurance, communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they, the boats like Pete, like they weren't kidding. I mean, usually I would laugh at like Amber and Chauncey's misfortune, their boat sinking. Yeah. But these boats literally were like built from like Ikea. Uh, no, no, no. What? They were built in the 1700s. Yeah. Yeah. They were the same boat. They were really crappy boats. Like they're like, you couldn't even use them. Ours actually broke, remember? And they shut down the entire competition. I'm actually glad they didn't show my round because they made it look like Nani and Mariah were the ones that were really bad at this. I'm sorry, people, but I was pretty fucking bad at it too. <laughs> My little, my little chair kept slipping off. My yeah. oars were getting stuck in my life vest. Yeah. Like generally I'm pretty good at figuring stuff like this out. I was totally perplexed with how to operate these boats. Yeah. You needed to call your great, 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 great grandfather yes. to come help you. I needed to call Thomas Edison. You needed to call Thomas. Been like Tom. Yeah. How the fuck does this thing work? Yeah. I will say this though. I mean, it, it is funny though, how showing up to this challenge and I'm not sure where your like head was at at this point in the game, but I think what really made this a complicated game was like, there was a disincentive to win. Right. Right. Especially right. if you felt like, Hey, like I'm kind of sitting pretty, like I'm not on anyone's radar mm -hmm. you, and there's no losing team goes in, in, right. Which is another weird twist. Yeah. You're like, okay, so I'm going to win. And then I have to put a target on my back and throw four teams in. Yeah. For what? Nominate half the house. Right. For what? So it was almost like a distance. Like I, I remember I was, this is one of those days where I'm like, I don't even want to win. No. Yeah. It was smarter to not win. I was like, as long as Arasio and Olivia don't win because we've thrown them in and they've made it known they're going to throw us in. Right. I don't care. Right. It's like five five K and Burger King still isn't enough it's to not enough. one. No, yeah, and you could see it. Like Michelle and Jay have the most intense interrogations. Mm -hmm. Like I, I wouldn't want to be in that room. I wouldn't want to be in that position. It's like no. not fun to be in power at all. And again, now, now you've put four targets on your back, and at this point, like. That's so many people. Yeah. You're going to have to start, start calling out people that you're potentially working with. Exactly. Yeah. We learned a lot about, I think, the challenger's uh, skill level when it comes to to, to, to rowing uh, or just their their history and their past when it comes to rowing. Nelson said that him and Narisa's first date was on a boat. I would love to be a fly on the wall for that date. Like, what do you think Nelson and Narisa's date was like? I mean, that must have been, it must have been amazing. And they probably had Burger King. And who was doing the rowing? Like, and who was doing the rowing? <laughs> I don't Oh, okay. Uh, Jack, Jack and Veronica both swim backwards. Okay. That, or just around in circles. Yeah. Around in circles. Yeah. And that's one of the most frustrating things to watch because I, you see it every swimming challenge. Mm -hmm. As soon as someone gets on their back, 
they just zone out. It's like they're staring straight up in the sky and they think they're going, but they're so far away, they can't hear you yelling yeah. at them. And you're just swimming so in So they'll just go or, or they'll just start start swimming off in the wrong direction. Yeah. It's funny when it's someone else's part of it, but when it's someone that you're depending on. Right. And they're just like swimming out in the sea. Yep. And you can't communicate with them. It's so frustrating. I'll never, were you on World of the Worlds too when Ninja literally yes. swam in circles? We thought she was joking. No, <laughs> I know. We're like, she's doing this on purpose. Dude, it was like, how? I'm not exactly sure why, but yeah. And then um, uh, Mariah with the with the cl- with the goggles on her chin. That was amazing. Not sure if she realizes those are supposed to be worn <laughs> over your eyes, Mariah. You're not trying to not get water in your chin. <laughs> Chauncey's dive. Oh my god! It was more like a belly flop. It was amazing. Um, and then they yeah, and they sank the boat. Like we were wondering because we were all standing off to the side, and we're like, why haven't Amber and Chauncey left the dock yet? Yeah, right. We just thought it was like maybe he's that scared of water, he didn't want to get in. Yeah. But in actuality, what it was is their their boat was le- legit. Um, sinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then obviously we had the, 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 you know, the perfect clinic on how not to row, uh, mm-hmm. compliments of Nani and Mariah. Thanks ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got to say the, 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 <sighs> I remember being out in the water with Nani cause we, we ended up kind of where we were, we shouldn't be. And I just remember seeing Kim and Colleen like row by mm-hmm. and I felt like I was watching like these two, like, like Scandinavian, like Vikings. Yeah. yeah they looked like Vikings. They did. They were like, glowing. I was like, Jesus, Kim. Yeah. No, it was incredible Never to watch so them. so attracted to you in my But you know what's life. funny? And like, I, they, it's so interesting how they edit all this shit together because Devin and I, like, they counted time, obviously, and mm-hmm. we clearly finished first for that round. But we had to stop because our entire row broke, That's remember? Right, your oar fell And off. They, they came out. They they stopped our time. They fixed our oar. They re-screwed it back in. And then they restarted our time. They took eight minutes of our time. So by the time we actually finished, everybody was already done. They yeah. took eight minutes. Off. Everybody was already done. Well, you guys should have won that one. Well, and kept us out. I would. You were already kept out. I know, but you. But, but we almost weren't kept out. Yeah, yeah. We really would have been completely kept out. It's true. Yeah, Jay and Michelle win. They're all excited about it. It's like, buddy, I think maybe one other team was actually trying to win today. Yeah, right. So good job. Yeah. Good luck on whatever the hell you guys got to deal with next, because yeah. you're gonna now have to start digging into this like alliance that you've built. Right. Um, with everyone in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then they show the, uh, the good old fashioned slow-mo run into the house. Although I will say, like, like I said, I mean, with the food, with the catering that we had that season, mm-hmm. cold Burger King was like a welcome reprieve. It was cold. It was cold. It was cold. But dude, people hid those burgers in the house for like weeks and like we would find them on like the top of the light fixture Guilty. in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Like oh, they, yeah. they were in the house for a long, too long. I felt like Homer Simpson from the Simpsons at one time when he got that like really long sub and, they, and Marge kept finding it like stuffed behind the dryer. <laughs> yeah. Like I was pulling burgers out. They weren't even refrigerated because you <laughs> want anyone to get them. We were eating like... <laughs> That was not, that was, it was just not safe. It wasn't our best showing. But you know what? That, that is a testament to the shelf life of a Burger King burger. (laughs) All right. Oh my God. I can't. Guys, we've tested it. You could put a Burger King burger in a drawer and not eat it for a week and it's still edible. (laughs) So. Don't do it at home. (laughs) Yeah. Try, don't, don't try this. Don't try this at home. (laughs) I was a bit perplexed. Obviously, I think me and Nani were, were pretty certain that we were going in as to why Jay and Michelle didn't end up putting us in. I was personally, I was happy about that. Yeah. Were you guys at all surprised that you weren't in? And how closely, show's over, I don't care anymore. No, how yeah. closely were you guys at this point working with them? No, so if at all. right before this, 
Devin and I had a conversation with Jay and Michelle saying that we're going to make a three challenge deal. Okay. If we win for three challenge. Such a West move. Yeah. This was this, such, it was, such a West move. It was move. a very Devin thing to do. And I didn't realize, I guess, yeah, it's a West move too. Yes. But yeah. of that same caliber. And I mean, I was pretty drunk when he, when he was saying it. So I was just drinking wine. I was like, yeah, it's a great idea. It turns out they fucking win. So, you know, challenge one came into play and that was just it. Devin, I, and I could always tell when we got, it was, it was always so funny. We'd get back and from, 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 you know, from the challenge and Devin would just be like, I'd be in the room, like kind of like sweating. He'd come in to be playing pool. I'm like, man, you're awfully, you're awfully, you know, chipper. Yeah. You know, something that, that I don't. Yeah. And, I, and apparently due to this three deal, three challenge deal he had, he, he was, he was, uh, he was pretty certain he wasn't going in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once they came out and I saw the names that were on the board, I don't know how we dodged that bullet. Yeah. Especially I'm, having like Jordan and Anissa put in over us. Right. Jack and Laurel. I mean, like that was just the, uh, that was pretty, that was crazy. I, that totally blew my mind because Michelle coming into the game, she was like, yeah, I had, uh, I went to Philly or something. And I guess Anissa met Michelle's family. And she was like, once you meet my family, your family to me. So I just would have never expected Michelle to do that. So that really took me by surprise. Especially since we did them pretty dirty early on in the game. Yeah. And I did Jay pretty dirty in the past as well. Yeah. I need to get in our, our histrionics, but yeah. Um, if you know, you know, yeah. uh, so yeah, us being, us being saved. I was like, yeah, did these two forget how to spell? And then they just, they literally <laughs> just set themselves up for not just four brutal interrogations, but I think they confused a lot of people in the house too. Everybody was confused. They always say, if you want to judge a person's character, you give them power. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, Jay and Michelle in power, that was just a bad, bad look. Yeah, I think that like they were- These two were asleep at the wheel. I just don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think that they were trying to make bigger moves. They were, th I don't know. I, I don't even have an answer for it. Because it seemed like every interrogate, every person that came in, they were like, why did we fucking put them in? And it's yeah. like- yeah. Yeah. Real but head scratcher. to be fair, and not that I not that I think that they made the right decision, but you know how much time we have to pick those names to go on the board. Mm -hmm. You film the challenge all day, you come home, you go into deliberation, and then you go out to the club that night. So it's just like bang, 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 bang. Actually, we didn't even have a club scene this episode, did we? No, it was the emo party. Oh, the emo and party. And the pool party. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Anissa and Veronica both angling to have me sent in. Uh mm. not surprised. How does it feel? I'm used to it. It hurts, you know, and seeing it. But here's the deal. Like, I mean, there's no love lost between Veronica and I. You know what I mean? Mm. But Anissa, I was a little bit. But then it, it, it makes sense because that wasn't the first time Anissa was trying to, you know, throw me under the bus this oh, season. Oh, God. Uh, listen, I just think that if anybody was, I think that you would have done the same thing to anybody else. Probably. I actually was, if I would have thrown it, I would have angled to have you and Devin thrown it. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, I would have. Okay. Definitely. I would have been like, what? Oh, um, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Laurel has the ability, okay, to make you feel like, even if you, like, and, and this has happened to me before, where she's such an intimidating presence, yeah. she's such an intimidating person to like have a conversation with. Yeah. You could be saying something totally like rational and logical, whatever. And just, she has a certain way of looking at you mm -hmm. that makes you like question, without even saying anything. Yes. Question everything that you're, that you're saying or all of your logic and all your rationality. Uh -huh. She got Michelle. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, like when Michelle decided to like attack that, like Laurel, like mm -hmm. I was like, I honestly was like, she does have balls. Yeah. Because like, I, well, a lot of people are way too intimidated to take a shot at Laurel. I think if I was like, if they were like, hey, here's, you have a choice. You either have to face Laurel or like 
a, a lion pride in give, Africa. Give me the lion pride. Yeah. I'd be like, I'll take my chances with the give lion. Give me the lion pride. Because Laurel, 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 Laurel scares me. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. We're friends sometimes. She'll walk in the room with a certain look in her eye. I'm like, oh my God, what? What did I do? <laughs> um, but it was just so funny how she sat there and let the two of them just like spill their guts. And they go, what, are you going to say anything? She goes, well, are you going to fucking ask a question? Dude, like she just sits there and just stares at them. Oh, like, dude. They also then, after after the, the, the interrogations, or actually during the interrogations with when Veronica and Darrell are in there, Veronica is basically, you know, saying how they're, you know, in the bottom and old relationships aren't the same as they used to be and this and that. And it's like, well, the game has also evolved. Yeah. And I think that there are some vets out there who have not been able to evolve with the game. Mm-hmm. And I think back in the day, when, which Veronica was referring to, the challenge is more like a popularity contest. You didn't have to necessarily be good at the game. You didn't necessarily have to, you know, you just had to know a lot of people right. in order to make it far in the game. Right. So it's like, if you aren't a team that's going to win, if you're not a team that someone's going to be able to like rely to keep them out of the draw, then what is the point of, yeah. of, of pairing up with you? And I'm sorry, but your swimming skills didn't do a whole lot to uh, impress anybody. Yeah. I mean, like it sucks because I actually really enjoy the way Veronica plays because it's cutthroat and very entertaining. Yeah. But she definitely, like, her all-star season was better because she just had more pull there. Yeah. So it's just, and also, Darrell and Veronica came into the game late. Yeah. So. So they had, yeah, they weren't able to establish, you know, some of the the, the same relationships. Right. I am interested to see where it goes with the two of them, though, because it does seem like they, they are looking for a home and they're willing to. Do anything. They're willing to go to any home they, they can find. Right. Um, yeah. And then we had the second, obviously Laurel and Michelle conversation. And it's just like the dynamic between the two of them is just, is just so funny. Yeah. We missed. So we, and then we get to the elimination Mm -hmm. with the draw. Right. Did you have any idea which way this draw was going to go? Because I didn't. And I was even more confused once the and Veronica started talking. I'm like, absolutely not. I I mean, obviously I would expect Darrell and Veronica to save Anissa and Anissa thought so too. And I think that's why I thought so. But you know that, like, Veronica and Jordan have a past, and it hasn't always been pretty. So I don't think— And then Darrell and Jordan, like, they're both great competitors. I could see them not wanting—I mean, everybody there. I could Mm -hmm. see them wanting to get a strong team out. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And then, I mean, you don't even get to see the Darrell speech where he takes off his hat, starts, like, rubbing his head. He says Jordan's name at first. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, we, up there, we were like, what the fuck is going on? Then Veronica, like, takes the speech over. They're, she's like, no, I'll I'll do it. And then she made it even more confusing. It was a lot. Yeah. Anissa it, was sweat. Anissa turned her whole body. She wasn't even looking at TJ anymore. She was looking dead at Veronica. She yeah. was like, this bitch is not about to do this. Yeah. Me. Not that I'm comfortable. Well, she said bitch, she's not going to do it. And if she does, I'm going to be shocked and surprised. <laughs> no, <laughs> not shocked and surprised, Anissa. Sad and couldn't confused. have that happen. Was it sad and surprised? Sad and confused or something? Or sh- yeah. Shocked and confused. Shocked and confused. Yeah, that's what it was. And yeah, leave it to Veronica to really, really keep us on the edge of our seats until the last second there. Yeah. Uh, but I think they did the right thing. Yeah, I do too. So yeah, so we got that. We we get this matchup between Kim and Colleen, Laurel and Jack. Laurel is pissed. Mm-hmm. I gotta hand it to Kim though. The guy keeps his his calm under in the most pressure situation. Yes. Yes. He was just hanging there. Like he was just chilling at a party. Once he took all the pieces down, he was just, just chilling in his harness. Yeah. 
I felt bad for the two of them because a few people, they weren't able to do it in their, you know, native tongue. Yeah, German. They had to, they had to you know, try and do it in English, which must have been kind of tough. Yeah, like if I was ever on another TV show and I tried to speak in another language, just eliminate You want to be able to do it? I don't even know another language, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be able to do it? <laughs> no way. I can do it. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Not Spanish. Don't even, don't even. Oh, come on. I can hobble some Espanol. Oh, God. About? People wouldn't even know. Oh, God. Antonio Banderas. I'd make Antonio Banderas cry. Oh, my God. Um, and then the elimination. I mean, listen, I, it was, it was anyone's guess who was going to win that one, though, honestly. Yeah. And yeah, they said after that, they said after Kim and Colleen were one piece away from, uh, from winning that. And like how frustrating that probably was. Because yeah. like, that's one piece. And honestly, Kim and Colleen were... Laurel and Jack had to redo their entire board. So yeah. how many pieces was that? And Kim and Colleen literally didn't change one thing on their board in mm -hmm. that whole time period that Kim and Colleen, or that Laurel and Jack did redid the entire thing. And I think maybe the mistake that they made was, uh, uh, and, and this is what you said earlier, was instead of just going back and finding that one piece, yeah. like, Laurel and Jack just started from scratch and redid their entire exactly. board. Exactly, yeah. That's what you have to do. But watching Laurel on the, because you didn't know what was going on on the other side. We couldn't see the other side of the wall. Right. So we just hear Laurel like punching and banging on the wall, trying to get Jack to move. And I don't know if this happened to you too, but it was so funny because every, for some reason, the way Laurel says Jack, yeah. it reminded me of Rose from Titanic, the way she yells Jack's name. No. It sounded like her. No. Like Jack. And the way she was saying Jack, it was like when they were like, you know, trying to escape from the sinking ship at the end. Oh my God. Yeah, it was, it was giving me hardcore Rose and Jack vibes. Well, I loved when they won and she like does the upside down Spider-Man yeah. like yeah. to harness dangle. I don't even know what you call that, but she I was mean, like- it, listen, it's been, and again, she's, it's been a few since she's, since yeah. she's won, so right. good for her. Yeah, and I also think if, like, no, I love Kim and Colleen, but it makes for a better season now. Like now Laurel's coming back with a vengeance. Yep. Obviously, Michelle and Jay, like, this is not what they wanted, but you like, we, come on. Would the show be cool or fun if it, there wasn't any conflict? No. I mean, listen, Fessy's a little bummed. Fessy's super bummed. But it's okay. I think he's got, he's, he has a few other options. Still. Well, we saw the preview for next week. Yeah. <laughs> guy's a coxman. <laughs> My God. Um, all right. So, yeah, we get, we get a preview for next week, which, I, I mean, just from the GoPro vantage point, from my POV, you see a pretty pissed off Nani. Dude, that screen grab of Nani, <laughs> the anger in her face. Dude, Dude Nani. What did I do? <laughs> I can't wait to find out. What did I say? That I mean, I think I'm the only one that has the ability to make Nani see that type of rage. Dude, I, the rage, that's the word rage. Like her face, yeah. I, need, I need that screen yeah. grab. I need that in my DMs. Somebody please screenshot that and send that to me on Instagram. Um, so, all right. Well, I'm looking forward to the rest. Can you give us any, uh, I mean, you know, people love some spoilers and we can't really go too deep into it, mm -hmm. but what do we have to look forward to not you, because I don't know if you were looking forward to this, but what do the viewers have to look forward to? What's the nef next evolution in the uh, Tord Animal, uh, you know, escapade soap opera? I'd like to just say that Jordan gets his revenge. Ooh. Can we call it Jordan's revenge? Wow. And I think that, like, you know, it was very buttered up till a certain point, and then we hit a point where we realized we just, we don't fucking mesh like we thought we did. This is probably why we broke up, and it just goes so sour so quick. All bets are off. All bets are off. Man. All right. Well, now I'm excited to watch. Oh, thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Tori, I appreciate uh, your time. 
Thanks for the anime, man. I love you. I love you more. I love coming on this podcast. Dude, well, I love having you on this podcast. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. do it more it. often. Yeah, I would love to. I'm just going to stop having other guests on. I'm just going to bring you on every week. Yay! I should have that a-hole partner of yours on at some point, though, I think, huh? Oh, Do you think my- it's time? Do you, do, you think, do you think Devin and I have come far enough in our relationship to where he should come on the podcast? We can just really just hash it out? I'm just mad that you didn't have him on when he wrote that note from Fessy and put it on Twitter. You know what? That was that was before we'd reconciled. Okay, but did you not we find roommates. that funny? I didn't see it. Oh my god, Bananas I didn't see the response. So- you know why? Because I have him. I think it's because I had him muted. <gasps> so the oh, only the reason shade. why I know. So the only reason why I even saw the first one was because like somebody screenshotted it to me uh, when he said, "Hey, yeah, if I get a thousand retweets, I'll come on the podcast." And I'm like, "Well, you got to be invited first, dude." And he was like, I wasn't invited. And then it was a note from, it was like, yeah, from Fessy. You're formally invited to the Bananas podcast. But like Fessy was spelled with like an E and a backward S. Oh my God, it was so funny. All right. Maybe I will. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's time. Get on here, Dave. Get on here, Tated Dave. Yeah. All right. Well, again, Tori, uh, it's always a pleasure. Can't wait to look. I can't wait to see uh, what happens the rest of this season with your with your crazy ass. Thanks, thanks, and, and yeah, thanks for stopping by the Death Tax and Bananas podcast, where the tea flows like wine, and my guests instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. <laughs> I'm Oprah, and I love you. Oh.